watch Tim wishes you good luck and Godspeed. I don't think a lot of people have an idea of what this IoT future looks like. There's more and more internet connected devices uh, every year. I think I saw in your white paper like a 5x increase uh, by the time we get to 2026. So what are all these connected internet devices trying to do? And what does the world look like without a platform like Nodal? Well, you know, Internet of Things is what it's companies and manufacturers creating devices also named things that can connect to the internet yeah. um so you know we are seeing samsung and a few other manufacturers doing like smart fridges uh we are seeing the apple um air tag that can be used to track your own um you know furniture or bags or whatever you you put it on to yeah uh, and we're seeing more and more and our office devices right and uh they're getting smarter and smarter they can collect and also generate more data and that's really you know, what we're targeting. We're targeting that kind of use cases, the Internet of Things. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as we said uh, in the white paper, the projections say that it's going to increase by a lot. Yeah. But sadly, like, without a network like Nodal, we may end up in a situation where, you know, just like the Internet today, like, it ends up being controlled or at least managed by centralized companies like the Apple and Google's, right? And when they do that, they see that as yet another way to almost take a lot of data from you and make lots of money from that and uh, also impact your privacy. And so with Nodal, we, we are trying to build that in a way that is decentralized and um, so that users can actually control and own the network and, and benefit from that. And potentially, you know, maybe one day, if that data is or that service is valuable enough, then maybe they could generate almost like a, you know, an income from that. And then we, we enter the territory of universal basic income, but that's for the future. Yeah, I heard about you guys for the first time back in May, and I was aware of your app. So just so everybody knows, you have an app that's available on Apple and Android, I believe? Yes, correct. It's called Nodal Cash. And I actually didn't open the app for a while because... I don't like interacting with new apps. I don't like giving my information away. I don't like checking all the permission boxes. So I actually didn't open it up for a while. But when I did open it up a couple of weeks ago, I was surprised by how little information you were collecting. Uh, a wallet was generated right away. And it seemed that right off the bat, my phone was connecting to devices around my neighborhood. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what's going on there when I turn on the app and I see I'm generating a little bit of nodal? What's the phone actually communicating with? Yeah, so what we do is, is actually very simple, right? We, we ask you to turn on your Bluetooth permission and ideally location as well. Um, and we use that to look for nearby devices, nearby Bluetooth-enabled devices that can be connected to, to the Nodal network, right? Mm. Most devices actually publish that data. Uh, they, we, we say that they broadcast it, meaning that it's not sent to anyone specifically, right? It's sent just to everyone. Mm. And if you know how to listen, you can receive it, and then you can transmit that potentially through the Nodal network back to the manufacturer of the device, right? Yeah. Um, and so we, 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 we get the data and we also link it to the current location as a way to know where the device is. And then what we do is that we erase most 
personally identifiable data yep. that could be around you, like that could be tied back to you, and then we send that to the network. Yeah, there's a very interesting section of the white paper, and I'll link it down below so people can check it out, how you guys are avoiding collecting location services from the edge nodes from the app users. So we're receiving uh, signals through Bluetooth from other IoT devices, but then we're transmitting potentially information through which channels? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so we, we just use your Wi-Fi and cellular connectivity, right? So that, that is a part of the, of the nodal network, actually. Like we use smartphones, their sensors, and their existing connectivity features to then bridge a gap and connect devices. So we just rely on um, your phone's Wi-Fi and cellular, or, you know, one day something else probably and if there is no wi-fi or cellular available we just save that locally in a cache and we wait until there is an internet connection and then we, we just use that oh and you so if i was walking around the city without my data on i could still be collecting packets uh, bluetooth yeah. okay and then transmit them oh that's interesting yeah and uh, that's actually core for us like we started building nodal in uh what's called a, as a what's called a delay tolerant network meaning that we can tolerate delays and we can tolerate you going off for a few time for you know some time gotcha and are there any concerns about uh like cellular data bandwidth in the future or is that just too far off to think about uh, for now i'm not too concerned okay okay it's, you know bluetooth data is pretty small so the other role that's important in this whole system are the subscribers uh, these are the companies that actually want to collect this data and would pay the network to do so. So maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, subscribers and, and how they interact with the edge nodes. Yeah. So they don't interact directly through via the edge nodes, right? They interact with them through the network, through the chain, and through the auxiliary services we are providing them. And we provide them with normal developer tools like APIs and you know, stuff like that so that they can integrate with the network. Um, and so far, we've been targeting very traditional businesses, if I can say, meaning that we had to provide an abstraction on top of the chain itself of our blockchain, right? Because those kind of businesses are not necessarily the most used to blockchain-based tech. Uh, so you have to you know, sweeten the pie for them. Uh, but we had use cases around, I think there was a company in San Francisco that had a smart dog collar use case. Um, so they would use network to find dogs, wow. lost dogs. Uh, we had uh, use cases with the city of Paris, you know, um, the French railway, things like that. So uh, once you get your slot, everything goes well, just a few years down the line, what's your ultimate vision for the nodal network here? Well. I mean, that's more of a personal vision, right? But I want to represent the devices a bit more on chain, like the, as in the IoT devices. And I want to be able to control them through the chain itself. Because um, something I'm big into is um, decentralized organizations. And I want to create a decentralized organization that can own and operate a remote fleet of devices. Wow, okay, so this distributed mesh network is going to be an intermediary between people who want to control devices and the devices themselves. And ideally, if with people could even be on-chain entities. True, right. Like, you know, dApps, projects, uh, DAOs for what it's worth, multi-sigs, yeah. whatever. Wow. Okay, well, that's all the time we have. Uh, thank you so much for giving our audience a little overview here. Thanks, bye-bye. Okay.